Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hashtag no music, no intro. Whoa. Time, bro. (laughs) Man. Hashtag Saints for the podcast. We're recording this from my hotel room in Mobile. Ryan and myself, our first Senior Bowl experience. Um, today was the first practices of the Senior Bowl. Um, it's just, it's been a week, man. It's, it's, it's been a week just experiencing everything for the first time um, and kind of just bringing, bringing our listeners along for the ride. Yeah. Uh... I enjoyed it, man. It just it was just a weird feeling being there at the senior bowl, like doing football activities. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was like, the fuck, man? How the fuck did we get here? You know? So it was dope, man. It was dope just getting the eyes on eyes on the prospects. Just seeing football players, like right. these fucking athletes, bro. Like, damn, I'm just looking at it like, man, these are these are like world class athletes we looking at today, you know? So it was just dope seeing them out there compete, man. Just you just want to root for all of them. You just want all of them to succeed. Yeah, you know and succeed. Yeah. Um, you said it perfectly, man. Just just us being in the spot. So before we even go on like, even more, like I just want to get some shout outs. Like Monday when we went and picked up our media credentials that I'm have around my neck, take it off right now. You know, I know where I've I've come from, just, you know, football and, you know, podcasting. So I want to give a shout out to, to my girl, Jay, who's always, like, supported me. You know, she doesn't really – I work a very strenuous full-time job, then to come home and then still make time for this. So, like, she never trips on it. Like, much love, much love to my girl who always supports me. Uh, much love to – like this goes back when I was doing like a podcast with like Nick and everything, but like much love goes to um, to Nicole, one of my really good friends. She's been supporting me literally since since day one. Um, just to like pick up like credentials with our names on it for like the Senior Bowl was a, like a surreal, yeah, surreal moment. It really was, and like, I was like, shit. <laughs> I was like, ah, they they revoke them already, like ah, right. you know. But to meet people. Meet Dylan, um, meet Maddie. Yep. Uh, John Hendricks had drinks with him, hang up with him. Ross Jackson, you know, just being kind of part of that circle. It's just, it's crazy, man. It just really is crazy. It's crazy, right? You know, I know some people probably, oh, it's just a senior bowl, big deal. But to understand, like me, Adam, like we old school draft picks. Like we come up on, you go on the draft countdown or whatever website we could find just to see what tidbits you could see about Saints report late round draft draft pick that's coming out of SMU to see how you looked at a senior bowl practice. Like this is our life years ago. So to be here and to be one of the people that's feeding 
other young athletes. <laughs> Crazy, right? It's just fucking mind blowing. Because I, I would, you know, I would send messages or like hit up Scott when he had draft countdown. Like, you know, how was such and such looking? Or just, it's just crazy, man. It's just, it's wild. Um, so let's. So before we get before we get into like the senior bowl stuff, there's been so much that's happened just in the world of NFL, so much in the NFL just in general. Hmm. Um, let's quickly hit on those things then we'll dive into the senior bowl uh let's start let's start with Tom Brady right so our last episode we he hadn't retired then the news comes out that he retired then there was just this back and forth officially retires today leaves the Bucks he wins the Super Bowl with the Bucks um in two in you know, one in two seasons but if you really start looking in like the team, the Buccaneer, like their team is in shambles right now. For oh, and it was tweeting through it today. <laughs> we got we built a good roster. We we we're good to go. We're building something here, like boy, y'all. <laughs> y'all better just be happy. Look, hey, it worked. Like, it worked. You know what I'm saying you did it. You you took the gamble. It worked. You got a Super Bowl out of the deal. Just be happy with it and, and fucking hold on to that shit. Also, you. Speaking for Bucks fans, y'all should y'all should really thank Drew Brees. Let's can we just be real? <laughs> just, just thank Drew Brees because if Drew don't come back, he don't he don't go to Tampa. Like it's <laughs> it's that simple. That's simple. Um, just what? And I know you <laughs> you've been just like just you just been just annoyed with just Tom, bro. Oh, just, yeah. want, just wanted him to just go away. I, I don't really have nothing nice to say right now, bro. Like, but I will say this. As time goes by, eventually we'll be able to appreciate. I know I'll be able to appreciate what he did because what he did was fucking amazing, bro. Oh, real. You just you can't take it away. Give my military all that blah blah blah. You can't take it away from the motherfucker. Bro. Can't. He was an assassin, bro. And as we see how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl, hard, so hard, bro. With the ten, bro. With the ten and and one with another team. So it's like. You know, pants off, man. He can go. There's no question about it. You know, but I just need, I just need, I need him to just go away for a good five to six, you know, five years. <laughs> the yellow jacket waiting on him. The yellow jacket is fitted for him, sitting in the closet waiting on him. Five years, yellow jacket. He's gonna be an old fan. Then I'll probably be able to process and be like, yeah, man, how do they retire for the area? That shit was dope. But right now, bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it, it and it's. I, I said this a little jokingly with the whole day on Jeremiah tweet that he said about the Saints. Like, shouldn't he be saying the same thing about the Bucks right now? Absolutely. Like, oh, there's 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 some there's some veterans. There's you know veterans that they should start trading. Bruh. I'm just 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 saying. Haven't seen DJ at the Senior Bowl, but you, I was looking for him. <laughs> I was ambitious. <laughs> Just like us when we was getting our credentials, we saw Jeff Duncan in the lobby. Jeff, <laughs> bowel head motherfucker. <laughs> that motherfucker head is big. He also doesn't does do himself any favors with how he like styles his hair. Yeah, like, he does that little flip up thing like Chompy used to do. <laughs> uh, shout out to Amy Just. Uh, you know, we we were all, you know, we're hanging out. In the lobby, she, you know, everything's cool. And then she sees my my credentials. She realizes who I am. She reads my name. 
and she does like the, the Bart, you know, the Homer Simpson into the bushes thing, which Homer, <laughs> Homer, Homer just back up. <laughs> oh, oh, memories, man, memories. So let's let's pivot and talk about the news that broke today. While we were at the Senior Bowl, bro, we were we was in the practice, and boom, Brian Flores, he's suing. NFL, he's suing the Giants, he's shoot, shoot, suing the Broncos. <laughs> bro, those are, you know, the Broncos interviewed him in 2019. The Giants interviewed like, the Saints ain't careful, bro. All the summer champs, Well, just basically what the lawsuit is, is just for him. Well, you know, for the Broncos, he was saying he's alleging that the interview process of him being a legitimate candidate was a sham. Uh, when he was the head coach of the of the Dolphins, how Stephen Ross for the 2019 season, I believe it was, offered him a hundred grand per game to basically just take a nosedive and to to lose games because Stephen Ross valued wanting a higher draft pick. Um, just, you know, I don't even really know how to process it, man. Like, you know, what's the goal of this lawsuit? You know, to end, to end bias in hiring process? Like, or did he just want to go off? Like, he just wanted to just set fire to that motherfucker and just let it burn. Watch it burn. Because, I mean, we... He probably is never going to coach again in the NFL. No, man. Like, like there are things the NFL looks past, but like lawsuits <laughs> and then trying to drag like the NFL Naomi Brown. Like, well, you saw that with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Just with what he did. And that's a player that has like NFL PA union and all that. Right. Just ain't got none of that shit. Nothing. None of that. They, they just blackball you. You're done. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for him to do that, it's like, bro, must have been on your mind, man. The the funniest thing, one of the funniest things was the text message exchange. Oh man, where Bill Belichick sends Brian Dable a congratulatory text. Hey, Brian, good, 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 get on the Giants job. <laughs> and this was before um, Brian Flores even, even interviewed for. <laughs> so Brian Flores, he's like, huh? Well, thanks, Bill. I appreciate it, but you know how interviewed. To tomorrow, and he was like, Sure, you talking to more? You talking to Brian Deeble or Brian Corey? <laughs> Bill, like, uh, my bad, I fucked up. That would have set that would have that would have set me off. That would have made me furious, man. Well, they already know they are people, but you just bring me up. Dog and pony show. Dog and fucking pony show. That's it. And we know this. Like it's like that's the thing. It's, he's revealing something that we all know. Everybody, we see it every year. Bro, we said it about the Saints when we when they brought Barry Glenn, bro. We were like, oh, okay, okay. Now it has to be two. So okay, now you have the two check boxes or whatever. It's like okay. We get, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's unfortunate that it's like that, you know what I'm saying? Because there's no trust there. There's None. No trust. There's, we don't believe that you're doing this in good faith. So even though, even though the ruling rule is there and it, you know, it does have some value, um, without the lack of trust 
and that you know the integrity, the integrity that it don't matter. You can have a thousand running rules, you know what I'm saying? But there's no integrity there. So. There isn't, and something that like I'm seeing at at the, as a result from all this is all these white people who are NFL media who are just like so like oh what Brian Dable's doing or Brian excuse me Brian Flores doing is so courageous and blah and I'm just like. Y'all pedal the shit for the NFL. Like, y'all are part of this system that is broken in the higher process in the NFL. Yeah. So yeah, they push those names. Like they are boom, part of the political movement when a coach is trying to get hired. It's all politics, it's that's, all internal. That's it. You know, pushing names, doing a favor for H and A, put this name out there. And he's a hot candidate for this job and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a real hiring process. No. When they actually look at the qualifications and all that shit. That's good. Raheem Morris would be a head coach again. Eric Benny, the Eric amount of interview. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. I want to interview him personally. <laughs> so like, why are you not getting these jobs, bro? Like, let, let me put it in another context, right? So what's a little rumor? I wouldn't say like it's a rumor. Because it, it they were rumored to do this last season, right? That the Texans potentially want to hire Josh McCowan as an NFL head coach. As an NFL head coach. Now, he has he has no, he has not one iota of coaching experience. None. But the meet like I've seen retweets from like you know Mortensen and and Phil Yates. Such a great guy. And and I'm just 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 their tweets about like Brian Flores is just so courageous and blah blah. I'm like, what the like? What were y'all saying when this was going on? Where were the tweets when this was going on? But no one put the spotlight to it. Right. They, 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 there wasn't shit. Um, but it's gonna be interesting, man. So I think if you're a Saints fan, if you're hoping for Brian Flores to become the head coach of the Saints, you go ahead and just cross his name right off the fucking list. But uh. One tweet that is fucking gained a lot of fucking momentum. Bro. I tweeted it at the co- or at the Senior Bowl. You know, Flores was many meeting with Mickey last night. He was like, I, "Give me two New York porterhouses, <laughs> bottles, bottle of wine, slice of bacon, all kinds of shit, dessert, coffee." <laughs> Y'all want some Kahlua to <laughs> Knowing that the lawsuit news was dropping the next day, bro. <laughs> uh, um, one, okay, so one more thing before we get into the Senior Bowl and the experience. Uh, that Sean Payton, the Sean Payton thing, the newspaper article he took out, he meet you guys on neutral ground. Why did that annoy me so much? Me too, man. Like it just it bothered me. <laughs> it just was, uh, it it yeah. You know, I tweeted right after I said it, I was like, I'm done with Sean Payton. Like just, the page. just go go away. Like, go, go away. Like I don't even know what I don't even know what that I don't even know what that statement means. On, on neutral ground, like uh, I will say this. Since this also came out since our last episode we recorded, the Doug Peterson interview. Doug Peterson interview with the Saints. You know, he's he's having a second interview with the Jags, and they're fucking 
debacle of an organization. We talked about how, uh, you know, he was on my list of people that really wanted the Saints to bring in because, you know, put it succinctly, he brings a lot of elements of Sean, but he's also not Sean, which I think would be good for the current coach or the team, all that. And then it gets, it gets like, and we had, we, we were just talking football, bro. Just, just mind. I seen shout out to the dude, Brian on Twitter. You know, he had kind of put it out there. And then I, I saw Brian talk about, I was like, damn, like Doug Peterson would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like just, he checks a lot of boxes and then he, he interviews and I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if he's going to get a second interview. It seems like Doug is kind of desperate to get a coaching job, yeah, which I can't, it would, it wouldn't, and to be a lot of, I'll say this. If he went to Jacksonville, I would understand it because he would do wonders for Trevor Lawrence. Well, his star fell quick, though. It did. Like, he was at the top of the mountain. He brought the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. Wrote a book, you know, the whole media circuit. And then the year after that, you know, things a little rocky, you know, you know, the year after that, then the coaching was just crossed the list. And it was downhill from that, man. So his star fell really, really quick. Yeah. He, um, you know, he's definitely one of the coaches that you can see having a rebound. Yeah. Um, so and you know, he, he you know he was expensive. He was open to a lot of things. The RPO game. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how involved he was with drafting Jalen Hurts or what his thoughts were. I think that was a pure uh, George Lowry move. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm just curious. You know, I just, I'll, interviewing him, I would be curious about things like that and how he looks at the QB position. I, it seems like he has a he has an eye for offensive talent. Mm-hmm. And I think as a team right now that is starving for any little morsel of offensive talent, like, he, like, is like that bright, shiny, like, oh, like, he could, you know, he could kind of maybe turn things around. Right. Um, okay, so let's get, let's get into – this this senior bowl, we're we're worn we're worn out, guys. We 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 tired. Um, I attended the in- introductory presser this morning where Jim Nagy comes out, he interviewed, you know, sorry, he introduces himself, and then there was two players from each team. Um Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh quarterback, Kenny Pickett, uh came to the podium. Uh then it was the defensive defensive lineman from Alabama. Uh, Fidorius Mathis was next, and getting back a little bit to like the Brian Flores thing, but it's, it's on that same strand. It was so telling to me. I, I walk in; it was in the ballroom at this at the convention center in Mobile. I walk in, and just the the amount or lack thereof of like minorities. And women in that room was just a stark, like, this is what it is. Like, all, I'm saying all, but vast majority, like, older white dudes. And I was like, man, I don't know if me and you are going to be able to do this because obviously this is not our, this is not our, our full-time job. We have full-time jobs. We have full-time careers. But I, part of me just wants to just, just turn the table over, man. Yeah. And just cha- like just change the game. Yeah. 
because um, it's it was just it was just walking in. I was just like, God damn! Like this is this is what it is, huh? Like this is really what it's what's about. Just which is just crazy when you think about the NFL, man. And who's in the football? You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy. It is. But let's, let's, speaking of football things, I got it. I actually got a chance to ask Kenny Pickett a question, and you know, my question to him was basically him being an older quarterback is usually in, you know, is used as a knock against him as a, as a negative. But I said, you know, how, how can you, you know, how is that to your advantage? Cause you know, if you, you're drafting it, you listen to enough people, Oh, he's older. He's, uh, he's not as young. That was a, that was a knock against Joe Burrow. Same thing. It's just like the hand size, same thing. But you know, he had a really, really smart answer. And basically what he said was, you know, because he's, he is a little older. He's a senior. He's seen he's seen different coverages. He's had numerous snaps. He's played in different games. So if anything, like he's better prepared to start in the NFL or you know have success in the NFL because he's not raw. He's not you know he he's had like which is crazy because like Trey Lance didn't throw many passes at all last year, bro. But he and he just drafted top three overall. And the consensus, if you look to like big draft people, is just like this this quarterback, this draft class doesn't have good quarterbacks in it. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just the, the fact he's older, so they look at it as he's kind of reached his peak. Correct. So he doesn't have much room to throw. But it's like, I looked at him, and you look at him, you look at his tape, and you watch him today, it's like his peak is pretty good. Like, if this is his, if, if this is his peak, other than, you know, learning the NFL game and stuff like that, it's like, this is pretty good right here. You know what I'm saying? If you look at like Joe Burrow, you know, he wasn't like the most athletic freak or nothing like that. But, you know, his age did help him because he just experienced, just through experience. Yeah, man. I don't even understand the knock. It's like, oh, it's like saying you have a bunch of experience. I'm like, what? Like, you know, some jobs. Jobs, like, yeah. Well, you're a little overqualified. Like, what? <laughs> Why does that make any sense? I'm like, what the hell sense? But so. I don't know. I, y'all, I mean, people acting like he's uh, who's the dude that went to the Browns? Brandon, uh, <laughs> Brandon Wheaton. Brandon Wheaton. Like, he was like 28, 28 bro. <laughs> Grown ass, right? Grown ass man. Which shitty tick? Like, that's that. <laughs> like, like, come on now. Like, 24. Like, uh, he, you know, what, whoever who he's done his media training with prepared him <laughs> very well. Yeah. Uh, uh, Phil Mathis had a, you know, he he was more kind of cutting it up, you know, letting it loose. Um, a good question that was brought up for him is just how do you, you know, you're going against college offensive linemen. What are you doing to prepare yourself to go against NFL linemen? You know, he say he's working out, he's studying tape, um, and he's he kind of comes in that 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 Alabama lineage yeah. of. Defensive lineman, you know, Payne, Robinson, uh, there's a ton of them. Right? Uh, Quinn, uh, Quinn Willis, Williams, um, Balmore, who had a great rookie season for the for the Pats last year. Um, you know, they just, they just have this 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 lineage of, of defensive linemen that Nick Saban just produces every year, but. Let's let's stick let's stay with Kenny Pickett. Let's get to the actual practices that we attended. Um, 
what are, you know, we, we just go to copy free form. What are some things that just jumped out to you just watching, watching the practice today? Uh, overall, just. Yeah, overall. Oh, it just, uh, uh, just how, how the players, you know, look to be just kind of getting into it, like, like straight to work, like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, it was impressive. It was impressive just to see all everybody out there just working, man. Like just going at it. Nobody was like no fend or nothing mm-hmm. like that, man. Like everybody taking it seriously. Like a, it's a real job interview for them. So it was, a, you know, it was impressive to see. I focused more on quarterbacks. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I looked. Only time I looked at defense is when like you know it was D lineman versus O line. Yeah. Because man, we need offense, bro. So I'm just looking at focusing on offense, man. So. I really looked at the quarterbacks. It was nice to see him, man, because I think I think people knocking this quarterback class a little too hard is like like it's garbage. I don't think it's yeah, like it's they, they just treat like the they don't have no like there's no Trevor Lawrence or nothing. No, they don't. They don't. They don't have nothing like that. But it's not it's not like a shit class, man. What was the class that that Daniel Jones, uh, Dwayne Haskins draft class? That Baker Mayfield draft? No. Uh-uh. Was it? But like I feel like now see now we gotta look now we gotta look it up. This is terrible podcasting. It was so the Daniel Jones draft was a 2019 draft. I don't think that was the Baker draft though. Oh, it's Kyle Murray. I always the Kyle Murray draft. Yeah. So like Kyler obviously stood out, yeah. But even then, like he was a unique person. He was weird because of because of his height, right? And he was like picked, like you know what I'm saying? Yes, like marriage. Yes, but yeah, the Daniel Jones and where did where did Wayne Haskins? Haskins goes 15th, right? I don't think that neither Daniel Jones. Nor Haskins are better prospects than like Pickett and Willis mm-hmm. in this draft. So you know, so whatever. Um, what did you like from the quarterbacks that we saw? So we saw Kenny Pickett today. We saw Malik Willis, Sam Howe, Carson Strong. Um, what was the, I can't even think of the other guy we saw from Western Kentucky. But what are some what are some things you like from what you saw from the quarterbacks, or something that could concern you? Oh, like overall, I thought Willie Pickett. I mean, Kenny Pickett. I'm sorry, Willie Pickett. <laughs> I think Kenny Pickett just had like the overall just solid. Like he, it's like you'll pretty much see what you get with him. Yes, man. just solid overall. Just does everything just about right. He's like, he's polished. Just polished, man. Like the ball comes out right. You know what I'm saying? He's accurate. Uh, he moves well, even though he's not like a you know super athlete, but he moves well. Nice little explosion to him when he snaps the ball yes. and stuff like that. You know, so you just you just look at him, you be like, I can see this dude just playing in the NFL. I can just see it. Okay, so here's here's a question for you. What separates and I watched I think I've watched enough. I don't know if you have yet. I have not watched a bunch. But just from what you've seen, what separates him? From Mac Jones last that's, year. That's the thing, it's not a lot. Like, right? It's, like it's the same vibe I get watching Mac Jones. It's just I watch Mac Jones in a better surrounding talent. Right. So, you know, that colors your 
your projection of what you could get out of him. Correct. You know what I'm saying? But I will say, some, obviously, Kenny Pickett is a hell of a lot more athletic yeah. than Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Yes, yeah, I agree. Is. I agree. I think he has a slightly better arm, too. Yes. Um, so, yeah, man, like, if you like, if you like Mac Jones, you should like Kenny Pickett. I put it like that. I, I think that's that. Think that's right on the right on the button. Right. And I like Mac Jones. Like, we, we both did. We were fine with the same. We, we both were. Right. So, like, as far as like the Saints goes, like, I don't know. We don't know about. We ain't got no coach right now. We don't even <laughs> no coach. No coach. But like, if you brought in say Doug Peterson, you know, I think that'll be a fine marriage. Like oh. Doug Peterson and uh, and uh, Kenny Pickett. You know, I think they'd be working. Could you imagine a Doug Peterson and Malik Willis? Now that's something I'm interested in. Let's move on to the next quote. <laughs> Listen, so I I tweeted it. Malik Willis was my, my, my quarterback one. And something that in draft scouting that you have to be worried of is when you kind of have that ideal in your mind, you don't want to go in watching a, a player um, – Watching a player with a bias of like in your mind, he's already like he's your quarterback one, so you're not going to knock him for like the bad thing, yeah. right? So I tried to be very mindful of that when I was watching Malik Willis today. And I don't care what anyone says, man, there's just something innately <sighs> he just just has like this infectious, this infectious swag. Yeah. Like, like, just like, just little things, man. And you just, you, I think, especially with play, like with players, they gravitate to that. You can see it. And can we, I don't know what, what people bring up about his, he throws the ball so effortlessly. Yes. Like I was just watching him, just warming up and it was just like, all out, boom, boom, boom. Um, you know, he had some obviously in the, the, the big thing is you know the accuracy. He did miss some in like seven on seven. It was kind of hard to tell if it was a bad throw or if it was um like the wide receiver not running the right route. But there's two plays today that kind of like just stood out to me in regards to Malik Willis. Uh this was when they went full. Um Malik was the quarterback. What what team is Malik on? Uh, so he's on the American team. So they're going against the national team. The American offensive line versus the national defensive line, like that is not a matchup. Like the national defensive line was just overwhelming the the offensive line that was protecting Malik. So play snaps <coughs> off the line breaks down in like a second. And because of that athleticism that he has. He's able to roll out, kind of like a sprint roll out as pressure was coming to his right and throw it and find his tight end down the field for a game. And, like, that's just what separates him. Yeah. It's just that off-script play that he can bring when, you know, there's maybe not perfect protection. Yeah. And then the other play he made was when he threw to your guy that you liked, uh, uh, Danny, Danny, Danny Gray. He threw this out route. Mm-hmm. It was a, to the left left hash of the field. Yeah, and the defender who was defending the receiver Gray was in perfect, perfect position. And the rope that 
Malik Willis put it on, and Danny Gray made a great catch, just a great catch inbounds. I was like, I was like, well, these boys were big, bro. I've seen enough, bro. I've seen enough. Like, so I, I, I think there is, there is a gap. And I don't know how big the gap is, but I think there is a gap between Malik Willis to Kenny Pickett. Um, but in terms of let's let's assume the Saints continue to have the 18th overall pick, they don't trade it for a quarterback or they don't trade it for whoever and stay at 18. It's just hard for me to think that they will both be available at 18 when the Saints get on the board. Yeah, just look at that. Daniel Eskins will win. 15th. You went 15th. That's the same the same place that Mac Jones went last year. Yeah. So it's like it seems to be that the Saints will have to trade, do some kind of trade up. Not a big trade up to like the top five or top ten. But if 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 they like Pickett or Willis, they gotta go up. He starts getting down to eleven and yeah. So So, what it look like? So like so we got Atlanta at eight, Denver at nine. So obviously, this is all pre-free agency, pre-trades, right? So this you got the Falcons at eight. You got the Broncos at nine. The Washington football team at eleven. Minnesota at twelve. Like the hot spots. those are the hot spots, right? Or sorry, then you got Carolina at six. If, I wouldn't be super shocked to see Carolina trade or to draft one of them at six or third base. Yeah. Um, I don't think either. I don't see. Jacksonville, Detroit, or Houston investing in either one of them that high. But in terms of quarterback places, it starts at six. You go six, eight, nine, and then 11 and 12 for sure. Like that, like those yeah. spots. So if the Saints, like if Malik and Pickett are still on the board, once they get past nine, they got to call up, they got to call up the Jets at 10. Yeah, right? They got to call up the Jets at 10 and see what it would take to move up eight yeah. spots. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know what that would take. I don't know what it would take. It's going to be another first. You think it would take a first to move up eight spots? I think it will, man. Eight? It will, man. Who? Maybe not. I don't think I don't I don't think eight spots would cuz the Bears jumped from like the 20s That's true. to 11 or 10 or 11 to get Justin Fields. And that gave that gave him a future first. 8 to 10? I don't think it's going to take eight. Oh, a first. It'll take their second yeah. this year and probably a second. I think a second this year and a second next year yeah. would would fix it. And then it goes to the oh, – okay, we're not going to talk about draft or debate. So any, anything else? I know you you have – you watch some Carson Strong. You, lo- you liked his arm. You got to see his arm in person. Like, what's your thoughts on Nevada quarterback Carson Strong? I still I still like his arm. I like his I like the way he throws. Um he had a couple of dead, like dead deep balls today. Cause he throws his deep balls or like these real art like Russell Wilson type rainbows. Mm-hmm. And they like two of them hit that rainbow and it just dies. <laughs> it's like, like somebody shot. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> So other than that, like it's look, it's intermediate throws and he throws some dust, man. It, it, to the point where I just laugh, like some of the throws, like man, this dude got a hose. He does, um, he does a hose, but, man. Uh, but man, I mean that dude, even on rollouts, bro, <laughs> slow, man. Like, 
you would have to build like one of the greatest offensive lines ever for this team. Like, and look, man, you can be a, like you can still win today as a quarterback. It's like a stationary quarterback. You see, but it's like it's very extreme. Like Tom Brady, as Tom Brady does it, you know, Drew Brees did it to a certain extent. So you can still do it, but man. But with, with both of them, right? They had elite, elite pocket presence and feel for the pocket. Yeah. And if you're a statue and you don't have that, you're done. And that's the worst we've been. When I yeah. was tape, I was like, man, his pocket presence is like, no, you know. But I just, I just find him interesting because I just want to see, I'm just curious to see where he kind of goes in the draft. You know, because he's just such an old school type of player. Right. Uh, but he's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him high on the Saints list. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't knock him like if the Saints took him like a second or third round or something like that. It would be bad. But man, he don't leave you want some things as far as like pocket presence and blue. Maybe he can improve in those areas. Uh, but you know, yeah, he, like I said, he has a nice arm. Um, and uh. I think I think he's gonna find himself in somebody, somebody's offense, and you know, and shock some people too, like you know, like David Mills. Uh, it's funny. I was I was thinking his career arc could be similar to David. Obviously, yeah. they're two completely different. Well, he gets drafted. Nobody's thinking like, ah, you know, then he starts some games like, damn, yeah, throw. Like you know, what I'm saying, like, man, I watched like three games of David Davis Mills last year because when when the same started gotten tied to him a little bit and. I watched three games. I was like, "Oh, he can play!" Yeah. Like his his tape was very good. Like immediately, I think I remember saying um, so, someone I think I, I came into not having a good feel for, not much of a feel for at all in terms of the quarterbacks was uh, was Sam Howell. Yeah, at North Carolina, and just watching him today, like he's a. I think he's a fine quarterback prospect. Yeah. Like he's he's he, he's similar to a degree to Kenny Pickett and kind of how they're polished. He you know he's not he's not as athletic as Kenny Pickett, nor as he as big because you know he's six he's six foot. Um, but if the Saints hypothetically were to draft like a wide receiver and first round. And in the second round, they wanted to draft like Sam Howell. I just think I saw enough of him just from like one practice to be like, I, I would understand the vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I would. Kind of remind me of Baker. I don't know if it's just because it look kind of looks like Baker Mayfield a little bit. Just the same same height, same height. Yeah, just kind of the same look. That little kind of I don't know. I think he has a better like a better uh, maybe it's a recency bias or like recent Baker, but. I think his, his arm looks a little better than Baker's. Mm-hmm. He looked good, man. Like I, I had no thoughts of Sam Howell at all coming in. I just like uh, North Dakota. I mean, uh, North Carolina. You know, he's kind of because that was that was Mitch's school. Yeah, I just I was like, oh, it's another bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, but no, I was like, okay, this dude can fucking swing that motherfucker. Yeah, he can. So, like, pretty much just about everybody. Uh, what's the kid from Cincinnati? Desmond Riddler. Really, he was fine. Oh, something lacking for me. It's, it's, man, it's not there. It's not there. It's something lacking for me there, man. It's I can't pinpoint what it I is. I can't either, man. I can't either. But like I I just I I didn't see it. And I and you I can't quantify what
but like he looks like he would be a a decent spot starter at the backup at most. Yeah, I agree. I just I didn't come away. I didn't come away wild and impressed no. by anything he did. No. You know, and again, that's me having like no bias whatsoever. Right. You I, 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 yeah. I've seen some some clips of his and uh, I saw the Alabama game, but I've seen him here and there. But just seeing him in person, I just I just I don't know, just one sold on him. Again, it's one practice though, right? He could have could have had one day. I don't want to stay, you know, take one practice and just make these and they had what maybe six, seven throws in team. Yep. So it's like that's what we judge them. Yeah, we got the rest is like seven or seven or just throwing against air. Just throwing against air. So. Um, people were like, just tell us about the right receivers and everything. Man. It's it was hard because like bro, I was I was laser focused on quarterbacks, bro. Yeah. yeah. But there was there's one that that caught your eye. Um, like apparently he caught Tony Pauline's eye. Uh, Danny Gray, where's he yeah. from? Uh, SMU. S- SMU. Tell, tell me what you what you saw from just just like that catch we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. Him just flying by all down the I just you just notice players that's re- really competing hard. Yes, you do. So they just it just stands out to you like okay, this guy is around the ball, fighting for the ball, going get it down, going down to the ground and catch the ball, going in the air, attacking the ball in the air. Just those little things you want to see from a wide receiver. He's six two, one ninety eight from his measurements uh, this week. So you know, so he's a you know slightly bigger wide receiver. Looked like he could run. I don't know what his speed is, right? But he looked like he can move pretty decently. I have no idea where he's slotted to go in the draft. Could be like a mid round pick or something like that. Um, so he's just an interesting guy to look at. And uh, his other kid, uh, Braylon Sanders, from Ole Miss. Uh, he was uh, another kid that just kept standing out. Like that. Uh, I think he was like top five in. Like the NFL gen, next gen stats, like speed today, like he was running like twenty some miles an hour, or whatever. And you can just see the quickness. Like yeah, I know his last name is Sanders, so maybe that's just me being biased. <laughs> it reminded me of Emmanuel Sanders a little bit, just the way he was moving, just that type of player, like a player that could just get in and out of cuts real quick, make the sideline passes, make the downfield catches, and all that shit. So it's just somebody you know, Saints fans just keep an eye on. It's not me saying. We need to draft this guy at all costs. It's just okay. These guys caught my eyes at one at one right. practice. I need to go back to the tape. You know, pull up the little verses on YouTube yep. and just see what they look like, so I can get a better feel for who they are. Because you know, you never know. Like tomorrow at practice, somebody else gonna step up yeah. and get you out. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I kept noticing um, UCLA tied in eighty five. Mm. Greg Dolchich, he's 6'4", 250. He always seemed either to be able to find the hole in the zone when the, when defense were running zone, or if he was in, if there was a man coverage, he did a pretty good job at winning. But the biggest thing that stood out to me when I was watching him is when we, they were doing the, uh, the the running the running game drills. Where yeah. It's no offense, so there's no wide receivers on the field. It's literally – Offensive line, defensive line, quarterback, running back. It's a called run play. So every know, everyone knows it's a run play. And his – see this, man? See this stuff? I look for cowboy boots one time, bro. One time I look for cowboy boots. Every day, bro. Phone to everything. Jesus. 
Um, but he looked good in the run game. Like his run blocking was very impressive for a tight end. I mean, he has the side, like he's 6'4", 250. He's, he's a bigger dude. Um, but he had that want to. Yeah, yes. And I was watching him and I was like, I, me- I remember the Saints falling in love with Alan Trout at the Senior Bowl, right? And if you go back to that Jeff Ireland, like he does, a, he did like a interview with like the, the Saints podcast, mm-hmm. the official Saints podcast after that draft class. And what he brought up with Adam Troutman was, they, you know, senior bowl, seeing him block, that really kind of like got them going, which is crazy, right? Because Adam Troutman was great at blocking his rookie season. It was like his best attribute. And like, I don't know what happened in his sophomore year with the Saints, man. He just, yeah, just, just regressed. But I don't, I don't want to compare him to Adam Troutman, but just, I don't, again, just like Ryan, I don't know what Greg Dolchis's draft ranges. I don't know what he's projected to go. Just a player that just just stood out to me, man. Just stood out when I watched him. And a player that stood out to both of us was US, UCL, sorry, UCLA number 91. Yeah. Oh, Otito oh, Obandia? I, I don't I'm, I'm Otito. O, Otito, man. I, I'm, Otito, I, I tried, bro. I tried. <laughs> he, this was when we were Towards the end zone, we were watching O line, D line, and he embarrassed oh. some offensive linemen two or three times, bro. You know, remember that the, the gift in Friday were Smokey and you know Craig go, damn, like that was us. Yeah, we were great. And is he a, a DN or a He is. He's 6'4", 320. That's a D. That's a tackle. Yeah. Okay. Saints need it. Like, I know we like defense, but if they go defense, D tackle is a spike. Oh, it's it's needed, man. They need it. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, you know, Tano, you know, he's kind of up in age, coming off injury. Um, you got like Yamada. That's pretty much it, man. Like, the cover is really kind of bare. Bare. They got, you know, they got a lot of. Guys, <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say, bro. Shout out to him. I think he's RFA, if I'm not mistaken. That's all about right. Um, got Malcolm Roach, you know, he's a guy, just guys, man. Yeah, like, um, but he just oh, 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 just stood out kind of like in, in the plays that he made. And, I, and please, please, for the love of God, please, I'm not comparing him to this player. But he had, just because he kind of, his center of gravity just being so low, he kind of like got to have like some Geno Atkins. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just in, you know, in those snaps that we that we saw. Um, it, it's, I'm, re- I'm pulling up an article on him right now. You know, Chip Kelly says that, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Like he, he's good, man. I don't, I don't know where, again, I don't know what his draft range is, but he made some flash plays and he just dominated. Yeah. Um, some offensive linemen. This can we can we talk about the the Minnesota right tackle? I can't remember. People are just fawning over. Um, I can't even think of his name right now. The the six eight guy. Oh. Uh, again, terrible podcasting. Um. Uh. Daniel Falili. 
They affiliated. So we 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 met with someone who's a who's a Dolphins fan, good dude. Shout out to our dude, um, Dominic. You know, he he came from Florida, and he you know he said he was a big fan of Daniel Falili, you know, because he saw DJ had mocked him to the to the Dolphins, and it's funny we were we were talking last yesterday, and I I told this to him, and I said, man, if you're six eight, you can be big, but you can get beat real easy by an elite speed rusher, and we were really close to the end zone and and the and the bleachers watching him block and he got beat like a drum numerous times yeah numerous times it was not a good round yes it was not a good day for him no it was it wasn't and that, you know it, you know whatever that means who knows but it just goes to show you like being big don't mean everything you know what i'm saying like i'm sure he's big and strong and can like throw people around but man physics it's like <laughs> physics wins every time, bro. Like, so it, it was interesting, but yeah, those are my favorite drills, man. Like, D lineman versus offensive lineman, them just getting after it. You know, the offensive line is going to lose at some point in those drills because it's just like, yes, they just getting attacked. It's just, bitch, we coming at you. You know what I'm saying? Like, which is, which is, because I brought this up, right? I said, I could see how, like, obviously, a cornerback. Against a wide receiver in one on one, on a one on like one on one drill, the receiver knows where the receiver's gonna go. Cornerback doesn't know. That's a just immediate disadvantage, right? You would think for an offensive line, because it's no different than it is in the game, right? Like you know the snap, like snap, fire off the ball, block the guy in front of you. Um, but he it just and, I, and again, this is not me saying he's a bad player. But the things we talked about yesterday of just having a player that big, like there, there are some ways that that can get exploited real yeah, quick. Leverage points. Um, speaking of offensive linemen, there, there was I wanted to make mention this one guy on the offensive line because I think he's important. It's important because you never know with the Saints. Um, he's an offensive lineman from he's, he's a Rage Cajun, right? Yeah. ULL number seventy three. David Hudson. Now he's six. He's six foot, so he might not even have a career in the NFL. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an offensive lineman. But I will say this: like I was keeping, I was keeping an eye out when we were on the the right side of the end zone, and they and this was when the Lions were were coaching, and almost every snap he had, like he was stonewalling everybody. It's interesting. Everybody again. He's six. He's six foot, man. Yeah. You might be able to be. A center, yeah, at six foot in the NFL, but you you're not gonna be a tackle. That's that's just that's not gonna work out. But I just you know in the, in the Saints, like if they drive off the line, they they got like they gotta hit so many yeah different marks. Yeah, they got different marks. But I thought he was an interesting player. Um, and then I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time looking at defense defensive players, but. Number uh, the cornerback from Clemson, Mario Goodrich. Mm. Um, I noticed him stand out yeah. a few times, breaking on balls and great, great, great coverage. Um, I mean, that's really it that I had. You got anyone else that that just stood out to you or anything? No, I try and focus on the running, focusing on running backs. That's, it's hard. To, that's hard. 
it's really hard without just being like live in the game because they all, you know, just running against air or they just, you know, get tackled for two yards or whatever. The you know, blocking is not the blocking is subpar right now because the team trying to learn each other. Right. Um, uh, I did see. I saw Coach CJ Saints wide receiver, well, Saints assistant <laughs> offensive coach, but also like wide receiver coach, whatever. Uh, I saw him there uh, going in, spoke to me. Uh, you know, he's, you know CJ. You know CJ. Like CJ just be talking, bro. Like, CJ just one of them cool cats, you know. So if, I don't know who else from the Saints was there, but. CJ there, so hopefully he's looking at the wide receivers. Please. You know, getting the scout report. Because, uh, man, we need it, bro. Like, we need it. We need, like, first round, second round, third round, all the rounds. We, we do. And I don't know, you know, I don't know if Mickey or Jeff Ireland will be there tomorrow at the media breakfast at 7 a.m., but I will be at the media breakfast tomorrow at 7 a.m., and if they are there, oh, we we got some questions. <laughs> I, I'm glad I'm leaving tomorrow because, like, if I stay till Thursday, like, my credentials might be revoked <laughs> the day after. Um, but we are hopeful to ask some legit, legit questions that we we as all Saints fans want to know. And you know, this is no. No shot at anyone who covers the Saints for a living, but you know there, there's some questions we got to ask, man. This that's not that hasn't been asked in the last couple of years, bro. We we gonna we gonna we gonna put it put it to the forefront. Um, I was gonna ask you oh, one other thing. I just it slipped me. It it just just this whole experience has just been wild, man. Just I was we you were behind them, I was in front of them. John Dorsey, yeah. Was you know, we were in the concession stand because we got super hungry, we, you know, we was ordering hot dogs and John John Dorsey, former GM of the Chiefs, right? Yeah, yes, former Chiefs and Browns. and Browns, right? Just standing behind me, he was he was he works with some capacity with the Lions now. He had a you know an employee for the Lions he was standing next to him, they're chit chatting up, and it was just funny because like the employee that John Dorsey was talking to was like, oh, I'm going to get the hot dog combo. He's like, oh, nine dollars for a combo. You, you, you big money, huh? <laughs> then he goes behind him. It was like two cheeseburgers. Yeah, right. he sure did, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy, man, just seeing all these people that we just know from, you know, the NFL universe. You know, say Aubrey, Aubrey, Aubrey just walking around. A lot of the local Saints meet people. Yeah, um, you know, so it's just it's just cool. Like, it's like, man, this is just. Weird, all these people we experience over Twitter and on mm-hmm. TV and stuff like that. And they're all here, like just this little central little pull on town. Right. It's just weird. Like a weird little multi multiverse we in. It is. It is. Um so I'll my, the plan tomorrow, and I'm I'm for sure gonna be at the media breakfast, and that's kind of really the time. To just, you know, as if you're a part of the media, you, you're credential, you can add, you know, there are certain times where, you know, people come out, um, but you can just kind of unload on them, man. Just ask them whatever you want. I plan to be there. I don't know if anyone from the Saints will, will be there, uh, but, I, you know, I'll plan to be there. Ryan, if you can wake up in time, we'll be there. 
I have to leave tomorrow, though, and get back to the real world. Um, so I'll be leaving. So I'm going to catch the first, I believe, part of the American team practice in the morning. Um, and then after that, drive back to New Orleans and then hit my flight. Um, but now that we've seen some players, now we can start, like, looking at, okay, well, you know, let me see some some cut-ups of whoever yeah. um, and look at them a little more. And at the end of the day, I just want to, you know, as we wrap up, just just big shout out to our listeners, man. You know, if it wasn't for our listeners, we wouldn't have been able to be approached by fan-sided Minute Media. If we weren't a part of Minute Media, we wouldn't be able to get credentialed to be at the freaking Senior Bowl. Um, the fact that, you know, a, a top prospect in this draft, a quarterback prospect in this draft, I was in the same room as him, got to ask him a, you know, a, a good question. It's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's crazy. Um, so this episode, and if you're reading, if you're listening to this or if you have access to it um, today on Tuesday, um, that means you are a Patreon because you are getting the early access to it. Everyone else is just going to get it Wednesday morning. Um, but if you're a Patreon, you're going to be able to get it tonight, um, Tuesday evening, and listen to it and get all the, the recaps and, and summaries of all our impression at the, at the Senior Bowl. People, people who have reached out, who wanted us to look at certain players, it's, it's, it's tough. It is. It is. So, because first you kind of see who they are. And, you know, we got we're in good spots, but you we still we got to, you know, thankfully they had a part of some binoculars. So, I was up there like Sean Payton. <laughs> <laughs> weird shit, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're going to be a little better tomorrow, you know, try to focus in on some other players and shit like that. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was cool, man. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was it was definitely an experience, even though towards the end it got cold shit. Um, <laughs> but thanks for all our supporters. Thanks for guys for supporting us, being with us for so long. Um, again, you know this is all because of you guys. So we appreciate y'all. And then we'll be recording. We'll record tomorrow's like for everything that's happening tomorrow. We'll be recording that on Thursday. That I'm traveling back tomorrow. So we'll record that Thursday. Um, but with that, we're gonna get out of here. Hopefully, we'll have a the Saints will have a coach hired soon. Cause like that's the question that we should just ask, man. It's just like you if you're at the senior bowl scouting players, but you don't have a head coach, yeah. Like, how does that even work? How does that even work, man? I don't know, man. Just these rules that you already, you know. Prototype that you already worked. That's on, that's on that's on the list, bro. That's on the list for tomorrow. I'm asking, I'm bringing that up tomorrow. Um, but that we're out of here. Our first ever podcast being in the same place. First, ever. <laughs> first ever. But that we're done. En- enjoy it. If you have any questions, shoot us to us. We're out. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.